0: Welcome to State of Unity Podcast, where we talk with people who used to live the ordinary and are now living in the extraordinary. Jordan Wynnum is not one to bow down to fear. She currently travels full-time in a small camper with her husband, two young girls, and pets. She left a very profitable career to work for a company that spoke to her soul. Storyline is on a mission to change corporate giving. Jordan, thanks so much for joining me this morning. You look so cozy and I wish we were trading places. It's been (laughs) so long since I've been on a camping trip.
1: (laughs) That is my everyday. So it is pretty cozy, sometimes too cozy with two kids, a dog and a cat and a husband, but now it's perfect because the camper is (laughs) empty
0: so do you and your husband both work remote or no
1: so i work remote my husband uh he was in the military and then was a carpenter when we lived in connecticut where both of us grew up and kind of settled down bought a house and had kids before we realized that it just was not for us and so um he, I took some time off after having our kids so I could, you know, spend time with them. And that was really a privilege for me. And so part of this trip is him not working and he's taking care of the kids and, you know, working through homeschool with them and taking them out on adventures during the week while I'm working. And it's kind of uh, a little bit of a thank you gift or a love letter to him in some ways. Although sometimes I think he might regret not being able to go to work, but... (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, cause that's a lot of time with kids. And I know with parents, the one thing that with the stay at home parents, it's always like, I just need adult interaction. I just, I need to talk to somebody who's like grown up. So do you think like, are you able to meet people when you're moving around like that? I'm sure. Or?
1: Yeah. So it really depends on where we are. Um, we tend to alternate between national parks and BLM land and state parks. And then uh, we'll have stays sometimes at more of R V resort style places. This place we're at here has a water park and a restaurant and a a bar. And there's tons of full-time traveling families here. So we've met quite a few parents and it's been really great. Um, but even at state parks we've met people that um mm-hmm. were able to just, you know, camping is like summer camp I don't know if you went to summer camp as a kid but you have a very you already know you have a limited amount of time to get to know someone and you're probably never going to see them again but it really creates these magical relationships and allows you to just get to know people you know really quickly and um it's been fun so yeah so there's definitely a lot of plenty of adult interaction. I think the biggest challenge though is the you know one on one time and managing the marriage relationship and I was about, to you ask know, you about that. <laughs> yeah, missing out on date night and stuff. So um we have to kind of get creative with that. So we will, you know, stay up later than the kids and eat dinner kind of late. Uh, but just so that we can eat dinner together without the chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I mean. Skygazing is amazing here in Texas. Uh, you know, we can have bonfires and stuff. So we we make it work. We're really into like board games and stuff. So it's it's challenging, but also like the most incredible blessing ever to be able to witness our kids learning and growing into, you know, real humans, right? And uh, it's mostly really fun. I would say 96% of the time, it's really fun.
0: <laughs> That's a good portion, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and now how old are your kids?
1: Uh, I have two little girls and they're four and six.
0: Okay, so they're pretty young. Yeah, oh.
1: yep. I think it's the perfect time because they're not angsty and wanting to get away from us all the time yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, there's lots of kids out here on the road, you know, people go on vacation or they're also traveling full time. So they are always uh, excited to finish school and go out and play for the day.
0: Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, that was growing up. My family would always do camping trips. So I'm just having like these little memories come back of just outside all day and exploring and yeah it really was a great time looking back those are my favorite memories without a doubt
1: (laughs) oh that's awesome and I'm I hope that that's the same for them right and that it encompasses you know a huge part of their childhood
0: oh I'm sure yeah um it'll, it'll be interesting to see just their view on the world versus their peers having that experience too um yeah so you You spent time in Switzerland and Alaska and you grew up in Connecticut. So can you help me? (laughs) How did all of those happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I'm going to kind of intertwine it with my husband's story because uh, they're similar. So I grew up in Connecticut. My husband grew up in Connecticut. We've been friends since we were 14 Mm -hmm. and uh, never dated or anything. But both of our families, uh, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I went down this ancestry rabbit hole. Both of our families have been in New England, Connecticut and Massachusetts, respectively, since the Mayflower or before the Mayflower. And so, <laughs> I don't know if it was some like generational, like ancestral need to, uh, you know, jump off and have some adventure after you know ten generations. But I graduated high school, went up to college had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I think oftentimes college is an interesting experience because you're basically being asked to decide what your entire future looks like before the frontal cortex of your brain is completely developed, which I find really interesting. (laughs) But I decided to take a break from school and I went to Switzerland for a year to be an au pair. And I lived with a Dutch family and one of your questions to me when you first reached out was, you know, a lot of people are nervous to travel with kids and uh, I witnessed that as a kid, quite frankly, and this family that I lived with they live in Singapore now they're from the Netherlands and we're living in Switzerland at the time they traveled with their kids all over the place no worries or regrets about it and that i think really inspired the parent that i am today and then my husband simultaneous to me going to switzerland he enlisted in the army right out of high school he was stationed in alaska for seven years got to pledge to iraq and afghanistan a few times and has seen a lot of the world And when he was getting out and when I was back home in Connecticut, we reconnected and decided to start dating. And I got to go hang out in Alaska uh, for a while. And then we road tripped from Alaska back to Connecticut in the middle of winter. And that kind of got our our love for road trips going. (laughs) So um, yeah, we, we tried to settle down back in Connecticut. We love our families. We're really close with both of them. Uh, but it just wasn't for us. Uh, there's not enough adventure in Connecticut. It's just kind of a highway between Boston and New York. So um, we we decided to to make this jump, and we're we're just casually traveling around looking for our forever farm.
0: Yeah, I saw that. So your the sustainability thing is this thread that keeps running through all of my podcasts, it seems every person that I talk to, it's a big component of how they live, what they, what they believe in, what their efforts are, look like, um, which I love because I'm, I'm on that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have anywhere that's piqued your interest as of yet or you still feel like not quite sure?
1: Yeah, um, we have a list. I'm kind of drawn to the upper peninsula of, of Michigan. Uh, I really mm-hmm. like the the deep winters. Um, we've talked a lot about Alaska, but that's quite a long trip if we had to get home for an emergency. So that's kind of the only thing limiting us there. Uh, but we're also headed up to Idaho and Utah and the Pacific Northwest over the summer. So we're kind of eyeing uh, those states as well. So uh, while we love pretty much everywhere we've been we really love Florida actually um, we're just we just have this hope and confident feeling honestly that when we get to where we're supposed to be we're going to kind of know so
0: mm-hmm. I feel the same way with my life yeah well yeah. usually I, I know before I get there oddly enough <laughs> yeah the past three times I've moved I think I picked out everything before ever even going but
1: yeah I love that yeah I mean to be honest I feel like that might be Idaho for us um the only thing is when we look at Idaho right now the cost of land for what we want to accomplish Mm -hmm. is incredible um but Mm -hmm. that's maybe just like kind of a limiting belief so we'll see what happens
0: okay yeah and the whole market is crazy right now yeah it's wild (laughs) yeah um So I wanted to ask you just segue a little bit, because I was looking on your LinkedIn and the company that you're with now, the startup Storyline is unique from anything else I've heard of. So I'm curious, is that something that you were involved in since incubation or they pulled you on board later on? And like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So um, prior to Storyline, I had a successful marketing consulting business working with financial advisors. And um, I love financial advisors, everyone should have one, but it was a little soul-sucking for me. Uh, I, I'm this very deeply purpose-driven human being. And um, I feel like I'm the type of person that my parents kind of roll their eyes at me sometimes because they're like, what are you doing? Like throwing away successful business. I but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I joined Storyline um, on a whim. Um, there was a part-time marketing, senior marketing uh, position available, and I applied, and Manette, the founder, reached out to me, and we just really clicked, and it has turned into an incredible uh, role for me. I'm full-time now. I'm the only full-time employee at the at the moment, but we're growing really rapidly and going through the funding process, which I've learned a lot from Minette on. And uh, basically what Storyline is, is a business gifting, corporate gifting platform that is basically a hundred percent founded by brands that care about ethically made products, sustainably made products, and are most often founded by underrepresented founders. So uh, Asian, Black, Indigenous, LGBTQ, veteran-owned, Hispanic-owned, we, and women-owned. So what we're trying to do is remove the bias out of corporate giving. Uh, I don't know how many, like, corporations you've worked for, but the The gifts you receive are usually branded swag, and they're really targeted towards the bureaucracy and the men uh, historically. So, a guy's T-shirt, right, with a company logo on it. And we want to make that experience a little more personal and really create um, employee happiness and meaningful conversations, and allowing them to choose their own gifts more often than not, so that they feel good about what they're receiving as an appreciation Hmm. gift or a work anniversary or birthday. Uh, The future of work in this remote work world we're in really requires a new kind of interaction with teams and clients and storyline is a solution for that. So not only are we supporting underrepresented founders with our brands, but we're really driving equity and inclusion in the workplace through you know the corporate gifting budget and kind of taking DEI out of the HR office and into actual day-to-day, um, you know, finances and uh, interactions.
0: Hmm, that's really cool. So my mm. my past life, I was in the corporate event planning world. I mean, I oh, still yeah. do, but in a different capacity. And so that was, I mean, yeah, pretty much every single event has there's the grab bags or, you know, being in Florida, it was always the the can koozies or like the surfboard keychain, sunglasses, all that kind of stuff. So I see, um, you know, it's stuff like that. It's cool. It makes sense for the time, but then there's so many other times where it's stuff that you're like, I'm never, what am I going to do with this? Um, so I love this concept. So is it, does it work both ways where, the, the company might send this person a link and then they pick out what they want or the company itself picks out something from the website and then they send it out?
1: Yeah, so it works both ways. So they actually, um, uh, the gift buyer, whether that is the, the CEO of a startup or the leader of an ERG or just a manager in, uh, within a business structure they have the choice to either they go through a quiz based on their budget and their needs, and then they have the choice to either let the recipient pick or pick, you know, for the whole team. Mm -hmm. We are working on because branded swag is fun. It is important as far as like events and welcome to the team gifts and such. So we're trying to find sustainable and kind of higher quality or more cognizant of people's interests um, products that are also customizable. So Um, We also are launching in the next couple of weeks, a recurring gift system so that we can help team managers or service-based entrepreneurs remember their client or employee's birthday and work anniversary, take care of their, you know, yearly or quarterly appreciation gift. And, you know, we remember the date for them, they approve it, and then the person gets sent a link so that they can select their own gift as well. So just, uh, running it both ways.
0: Love that. Love that. Yeah. And so where does the name storyline come from?
1: So that, um, it comes from Manette's really kind of original vision of this and her first, you know, thought process was going to be in person, uh, pop-up shops that were amplifying minority founders voices. Mm-hmm. And so not only, is it important to think about you know where the products come from and you know are they sustainable are they ethically made and you know how are you voting with your wallet but what's the story behind the brand and the product what is the story behind the person that visualized this this brand that they've created and that is still really important to us but now it also encompasses telling the stories of the gift givers and the gift recipients and sharing with them the impact that they are actually having on the world by choosing to gift with storyline. And um, you know, it's I'm kind of an aspiring minimalist because I live in a tiny camper, but (laughs) you know, when you own a thing, right? When you have a an item, um it's so much better to have a story behind it, right? And to make intentional purchases with an understanding of where it came from and why it's now important to you, I think just really adds to the value of the money you're spending on it as well.
0: Yeah, I could not agree more with that. I think that's why we buy over half the things we buy. is just for the memory behind it. If yeah, you think about especially with traveling, right? Like that's, there's, a whole business <laughs> based yeah. on that tourism. Um, totally. I, I really love that whole concept. So I'm going to have to spend some time on that website and definitely see myself utilizing that in the future. Um,
1: awesome. Kind of yeah. How, thanks.
0: Yeah. We'd love Very that. cool. Um, so I wanted to ask you, because I've been having a lot of conversations with even myself, um, you were talking a little bit about... <laughs> the push through college and the the fast track to decide like what you're doing with the rest of your life and not really feeling like, you know, and then being in something where you are successful and pivoting to something that maybe doesn't look as successful, but feels a lot better and yeah. what that process looked like or felt like, or I just, I've had so many conversations with people recently that are in that, that stuck phase where they're in something that they're just miserable because It's not speaking to who they are and trying to figure out what the next step is.
1: Yeah, so I was blessed, I think, with a natural inability to live out of alignment, um, which is (laughs) really a burden in some ways. It's not comfortable, right? But (laughs) in the end, the opportunities are so much more fulfilling and there's so much joy there. And I would say that the biggest piece of that is just having radical faith in the universe or God or what, you know, whatever you kind of choose to believe in that it's going to work out. Right. I think Mm -hmm. we've kind of lost sight sometimes as a society of our gut, actually being a really good reader and, uh, our intuition being able to actually tell us something and listening to it because so much of what we do today around, you know, technology and sitting at a desk all day and, um, having FOMO on Instagram, um, it really makes us question ourselves. And so I would say the, the most important piece of that is really just, um, trusting that, what your body is telling you is probably true and um even if it's wrong there's other opportunities there's always other
0: opportunities Mm -hmm. yeah I also think um so much of is like fear and not not getting to the point of fully trusting yourself like if I'm thinking about it like the reason that I would hold that would be like well I'm making money here now and I might not make it if I leave. So I'm just going to stay because it's safe. Yeah. Just like that fear of the unknown instead of just trusting that. And I think for myself, I've, I've reset my life so many times that I've, I've seen myself do it over and over again. And so I have that trust and that faith. Like I've done it before. Why wouldn't I be able to do it again? Like, of course I can. But I think for, for people who haven't done that and they've just kind of always followed the path and not really made any drastic changes to do that that first time definitely scary um
1: yeah well and I think too <laughs> for Jesse and I uh, that's my husband when we went back to Connecticut um and we you know bought a house and had kids having the kids kind of created this extra level of fear, right? Because there's higher stakes. Like now it's not just like us being wild and adventurous. It's us having to make sure that we are, can feed our children and give them a good life. And I think that really set us back a few years, quite frankly, uh, what could have just been a three-year stopover, you know, quickly turned into seven. And I certainly don't regret it, but I can say that there were, there was an incredible amount of physical manifestation within my body in the form of autoimmune disease that really, uh, I just continuously ignored the high levels of stress and the intuition that this is not the life I was supposed to be living. And by continuously ignoring that, I ended up with just chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and it becomes harder to to escape kind of that, that hole you find yourself in the longer you wait. And so I've definitely, as an adult and especially as someone with kids, uh, there's an extra pressure, um, not just from society, but like primal needs to actually care for the human beings you created. And, um, I can say that, well, this trip is totally not perfect. Um, <laughs> it is so much better for for my kids because jesse and i feel happier
0: as well so mm. wow that was yeah just <laughs> so heartfelt thank you for sharing all that it, yeah it just really um kind of humanizes everything i think it, you know i've so much of this is so glamorized, like the tiny houses and exploring the world with your kids. And like you were saying, like the FOMO on Instagram, where you see these families with all these picture perfect scenes and everybody's smiling and the sunsets are gorgeous. And, and um, you know, thinking about like the struggles that it takes to get there and how we all go through that uncomfortable transition of like, I think just... <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to say it, but where you're like, you see this and you know that this is where you're supposed to be, but you're comfortable here. And so you just kind of have to continue to push yourself closer and closer and closer to that line. And, um, I think for myself, thankfully, I have a really amazing circle of friends that help talk me through those things and build me up. And then when I see that somebody else can do it kind of like you with your friends in Switzerland, seeing that they were able to do it, that's when I'm like, okay, well, you're fine and you're, you're doing great. So if, I can do it too, and things like that really helped me. (laughs) So appreciate you sharing your stories. I'm sure, without a doubt, there's people out there who are going through the same thing and just need to hear somebody else say (laughs) that they were able to do it. Um, And I think it helps to knowing that they were able to, or you or myself, whatever, were able to do it, but had those same feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the first ninety days, I cried a lot, and I said to Jesse like okay this was a bad idea like let's just, let's just find a place to live and you know that that probably still happens once every 60 days where I have a day where I'm like what was I thinking living in you know 90 square feet with two tiny humans um, but Understandable. it is like it's just about making the jump right it's it's acknowledging that whether you stay or go shit is not going to be perfect oh sorry I hope I can swear um stuff is not going to be perfect right (laughs) things are going to go wrong my daughter just fell down her bike going down a massive hill she's only four years old and she had the gnarliest road rash injury I've ever seen and we have been sleep deprived for a week but it's also we get to be home with her while she's not feeling well right we get to make sure that you know she's healing right and uh, we get to make sure that, you know, she feels so brave because of this life she lives that she has been begging for three days to get back on her bike, even though she's not fully recovered, you know. Um, but yeah, I think no matter where you go, it's going to be imperfect. So why not go where you want to go?
0: Yes, completely agree. Yeah, no- nothing's ever going to go completely smooth. So just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, so, yeah. what can we do besides storyline? Is there anything that we can do to help support you and your mission in life?
1: Yeah. So, um, I do some writing on Substack. I'm just kind of getting that launched. Uh, so, you can subscribe to Jordanwinham.substack.com. You can find me on Instagram. I hang out there a lot uh, because I'm trying to get better at taking pictures and uh, creating video content, especially as we head out west. So uh, follow my travels there. Feel free to message me uh, and ask me questions because I want everyone to be living the best version and happiest version of their
0: lives. Love it. Yeah. And I'll be sure to yeah. be sure to share those notes. Awesome. notes. Cool. That's a lot of essays. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> yeah, Friday. i haven't had coffee yet i'm a mess (laughs) (laughs) links (laughs) will (laughs) be (laughs) in (laughs) the (laughs) notes awesome
1: perfect Um, it was so nice to meet you
0: you too i do have one final question for you which i like to ask all of my guests um and maybe you have a better answer because you've named your rv but if you were to be gifted a sailboat to sail around the world in the only thing you have to do is name it what would you name her
1: oh definitely rto Uh, which is like a Celtic Germanic goddess of the forest Um, and I actually have a sailboat on the back of my tattooed on my shoulder um, with the Swiss flag on it which is funny because it's a landlocked country but um, (laughs) yeah RTO is kind of the the name of our, our overlanding website that my husband is running It is the name of our camper. It would definitely be the name of our boat. We've actually thought about taking a catamaran next if we don't find our farm, but our farm is also gonna be our TO. So just, uh, it represents our connection to nature and uh, the fact that you can find the most freedom uh, in the forest and uh, yeah, that's our TO.
0: Very (laughs) fitting. Yeah well thank you again um it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and your story and I really appreciate you coming and taking the time to share with us
1: yeah I'm really excited about what you're doing too so um let's keep in touch because
0: uh you're doing important work and I love it thank you I appreciate that absolutely have a great day you too Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. Hopefully, you're feeling inspired to live extraordinary.